as I said in my introduction. Today we celebrate Father's Day. And who is a father? Who is the father? All men potentially are fathers. And all men can have children and be called fathers. But personally, I do not consider every man a father. A father is the one who is responsible, who is caring, who is loving, who is concerned about the children. If you do not fall within my definition, there is still the opportunity for you to make up so that whenever you are wished Happy Father's Day, you can boldly and gladly respond. Because to be true to ourselves, there are some men who biologically have made babies, but they cannot be considered fathers. I hope we do not have any of such people here. I know you are all very good fathers. So again, happy Father's Day to you all. The people of God, dear friends, have gone through a variety of times in their existence, moving from one stage to the other. The suffering in Egypt we are very much aware of. And how God delivered the people, took them through the wilderness, Moses leading them all through till they got to the promised land. Most of all that they had to go through were determined by their relationship with God. All that happened to them were determined by their relationship with God. Anytime they were good, God was good to them. Anytime they turned their backs on God, God allowed them to be defeated in battles. In the first reading, the Lord is ready to purge and to restore the glory of his people. That is what the prophet is talking about. This would have come at a price. To purge, to cleanse, comes at a price. We would have to go through proper cleansing. It means there must be some pain and difficulty. As children of God, we want to be happy in this world. But happiness does not come on a silver platter. We would have to work for it. For instance, in school, if we want to pass our examination, we would have to burn the midnight candle. As married women, if we want to carry our babies and be happy with them and play with them, we would have to carry the pregnancy for nine months and we would have to go through labor. 
If there is a farmer here, for us to harvest and enjoy the fruits of our labor, we would have to cultivate the land. That is the period of purgation, the period of purification. As the readings are telling us today, the Lord wants to restore His people to the glory that they lost by turning their back on God and serving other gods. Are we ready to go through it? In the second reading, Paul reminds us that we have been called to be followers of Christ. And to follow Christ, we must be like Him. Are we ready? The Lord Himself tells us the same thing in the Gospel reading. If anyone wants to come after me, he must take up his cross daily and follow me. But as Christians, we are not ready to carry our crosses. We want to be happy in this world. We want to rejoice at all times without first and foremost thinking about our master who is calling us to follow him. He carried the cross. He died on the cross. As much as, dear friends, this is true, some of us easily forget our identity as Christians. We want to live like anybody at all in the world. Those who do not trust in our God, those who do not believe in Christ, we want to be like them. We want to have everything the way they have it. But we must keep our identity as Christians. We must know that our master himself carried the cross. Our cross may not come in the form of the wood he carried to Calvary. Our cross may come in various forms. And we must be ready to carry those crosses. We may just be in the crowd, following, and the question will come again, what do the crowd say that I am? Then we will start our answers by what others have said. Or some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, others one of the ancient prophets. Then he stopped. What about you? Who do you say that I am? It is now personal. If Jesus should stand in front of us this morning, who do you say that I am? What would be my answer? What would be your response to the Lord? It must be a personal experience for us to be able to respond appropriately. Not until we have that personal encounter with the Lord. Not until we experience Him ourselves. We can only answer by way of what others have told us. Oh, he is a miracle worker. Maybe he has worked a miracle for somebody. Or he feeds people because somebody might have been in the crowd that was fed, the 5,000. But what about personal experience with the Lord? How have we experienced him? This time, beloved, not what someone says about Christ. When we are asked, we must be convinced about what we are going to respond by. If we do not have that personal encounter, we would just be counted as one of those in the crowd, just following, because we have heard he's performing miracles. So we will come to church and go back. We are just following without 
necessarily making that personal decision without having that encounter with the Lord, let us pray that as we have joined in the celebration today, we'll have the personal encounter with the Lord in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist, so that when we are asked, we can say, He is the Savior of the world. He is my personal Savior. He is the Lord of my life. He is the guide of my life. That will be the best response. Not what somebody has told us. Not somebody's experience. It must be a personal experience that should be our response. Amen.